I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Dustin, I want you to meet. First of all, representation matters. Yes, it does. Ebony. And I want you to meet Dr. Ebony K. Williams. Look at the doctor. Look at the good doctor. Look at the good doctor. This is a bobblehead that my mother Gloria made for me. This was my this was my present, Dustin, when I um, earned my honorary doctorate uh, la- uh, in the spring in May. Right, not the tassel. I put that every you put it I right tell you, there. I love that. So my mother literally uh, had a whole situation trying to get me brown enough because they, they kept sending a white doll. And she was like, no, my baby brown. Okay. Okay. This is Ebony. Dr. Ebony K. Williams. I have a bobblehead. And this is germane to uh, the Cam Newton story that we're going to get to later in the show. So that's why I bought her Ebony. today. Ebony. <laughs> you want to take a picture a of her? I'm about to. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe this, so this Ebony. this is my bobblehead. How cute is this, Ebony? Bible. Nice okay. to meet you, Dustin Ross. Hi, Ebony. This you look good, so girl. Cute. Yes. <laughs> okay. I can't. Okay. Hi, I'm gonna leave her right here for the episode. I love her. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let her look at you. Okay. And I have two other bobbleheads that I own with Dr. Ebony K. Williams, and one of them is Cam Newton. Really? So Ebony. we're gonna get to his ass. <laughs> really, Ebony. Later in the show. You get one guess as to who the third one is. Not now later. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna think about that. I'm gonna think hard about it. How many that. bitches you know got a bobblehead? I got a bobblehead. That's I mean the this level. Is a flex. The levels. Listen. Okay, that's why I had to take a picture. Thank you, Mama. Ebony, that is so cute. When I tell you. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> okay. That's why you can't tell me nothing. I ain't gonna never let no man talk to me crazy. Hell bitch. no. I got a bobblehead. I got a bobblehead. <laughs> I ain't one. I- okay. <laughs> you better ask somebody. Okay. All right, y'all. Obviously, we're going to get to Cam Newton later in, this, uh, in the docket. But first, we're going to get into home ownership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bank of America has put out, you know, the streets are talking. The streets are talking, Dustin. Uh, Bank of America has a new program uh, that they're touting. They're trying to get bl- black and brown folks. Put mm-hmm. a pin in that because mm-hmm. we're not haters, but we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So the program is for black and brown folks to buy first-time home buyers. They're talking about... Um, Zero down payment, no credit check, and some other shit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to unpack that. We're okay. going to talk about the good, because it's definitely a lot of good. And we're going to talk about the shit y'all need to look at a little closer. Got it. Got it? Good. All right. Then uh, we're going to talk about, oh, child, Tyrese. Baby boy about to be in contempt. My God. And it's all his damn fault. Because it always is with Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. Get back on the bus. Right, wait, and sing the song. Just get back on the and bus. And just sing the song. Damn. I be rooting for Tyrese. I have a soft spot for people like that. Yeah. And, uh, and Cam. I know. I know. Cam was my motherfucking quarterback, Dustin. And he's out here doing some real non-player, as you would say, real raggedy shit. Um, and his ass uh, it might be in contempt, too, legally. Like, that's not it's just so my shade. That's though. like... The law might have to hold this motherfucker in contempt. So unnecessary. Oh, it's tragic. I'm about to throw that um, bobblehead away. Any jurors, if you're listening, um, we might do a giveaway because I don't want it anymore. I don't even want it no more. I don't even want that in my, you know, I'm big on like energy. Yeah, energy, yeah. You know, that's why I don't wear um, 
that snake collection from Giuseppe, that serpent collection. When I tell you, I died when you told me that story about <laughs> them true. shoes. You said I love them shoes. I love I them, but I can't. Time. I can't have no serpent on my feet. Shit, I'm trying to be holy and sanctified. Okay. <laughs> I will never forget you telling me that. Because you looked at me, because we were still kind of getting to know each other. That was early in our career. And you was like, this bitch smart, but this bitch might be crazy. She really think it's going to, something going to come out of them shoes. It was one of the blackest things. Right. But and you when know, I tell you, it right? was endearing. And it just, to this day, it is hilarious. My mama don't, do, we don't do snakes and shit. This that's certain that's stuff the, I don't do either. You know, you already know. You don't already bring know. it in my damn house. Right. Listen, you, you in them shoes, bitch. Put that shit on the outside. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bank of America. So they they have heard the call that black folks are tired of this wealth gap. Let's start with that. We're tired of the wealth gap. We're tired of only having ten dollars to every hundred the white man has. And we want folks to do something about it. And y'all said y'all was going to do some shit after y'all killed the brother Floyd. Hmm. Um, And so this is part of that. I mean, let's just connect the dots. That's what it is. Absolutely. We weren't hearing about none of this shit Mm -hmm. before the murder of George Floyd. And Mm -hmm. so finally, unfortunately, because of his tragic murder, um, folks are coming out with initiatives to uh, rectify, attempt to rectify the positioning of black folk in America. Mm-hmm. And I want to frame that as a positive, actually, as a positive thing to come out of a deep tragedy. So sure. here comes Bank of America. And, you know, I ain't got to tell none of y'all when you Google Bank of America, Wells Fargo, all these big financial institutions. Go on and, and read your books. Know your documents. Uh, go on. This goes back in America to the Freedmen's Bureau. Mm. OK, black folk and money in this nation has always been um, ripe with shenanigans, foolishness and bullshit. For sure. Okay? It, it, we might have been emancipated on paper, but we know, Dustin, that real emancipation, real liberation comes through economic empowerment. OK, mm. so Bank of America, um, like all these institutions, have been accused and had to settle millions and millions of claims in discrimination, in denying uh, home loans, refinances, For sure. foreclosures, all this shit. So here they go trying to turn a new leaf mm-hmm. so bank of america has announced recently d that they're going to do a new program um they are calling it the community affordable loan solution program mm-hmm. okay it is touting zero percent down payment which for many folks uh, trying to buy a home that is the premier obstacle mm-hmm. because typically uh you have to put five ten 15, I know 25. I had to put 20. Uh, listen, yep. I've seen 25% cash dollars down yep. for your mortgage. This program, Dustin, says $0 down, zero closing costs, because they'll hit you over the mm-hmm. head too. Go Anybody that's done this or attempted to know you got to put an extra 3 to 5% on mm-hmm. top of the down payment mm-hmm. aside just for closing costs. Okay? This program re- requires zero closing costs. Um, and they're not having a minimum credit score, which wow. is... A game changer. Yep. We saw with um, the last episode, a good sister in, in the Bishop Church had some cash. She had $90,000, Dustin. Her obstacle was the credit Was the credit. Yeah. So this is Bank of America D saying we're taking these predominant challenges and barriers to home ownership for black and brown folks. And we're taking them off the table in certain areas. So this is what we're going to lean in. This program, y'all, right now, it's a pilot program. They're testing it out. They're going to see how it's going to do. In Charlotte, my hometown, also where Bank of America is based. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Dallas, Texas, your hometown, Detroit, yes. Michigan. Uh, well, do you feel a way when I say Detroit versus Flint? No, because it's okay. all the same. Is it's it, okay. not the same, but it is, okay. essentially. Like, And everybody know I rep Flint, so we good. Right? And I lived in Detroit, shit. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, yes, I claim sir. it all. Damn it. Because he didn't pay for it all. <laughs> That's <Okay>. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Detroit, L.A., and Miami. 
Yes. Okay. So couple things about who's eligible for this, Dustin. You got to be based in one of those uh, cities that we mm-hmm. just outlined. Uh, you have to have a certain income requirement. They're not disclosing at this point in time what that looks like. And again, the home you're buying. So not where you currently live, but the home that you're you buying mm-hmm. has to be in a particular black or brown community. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that. Okay. Again, no minimum, no minimum credit score. And this is big. No um, mortgage insurance is required because normally um, when you have 20 percent or uh, less that mm-hmm. you've paid down, you got to do a PMI, which mm-hmm. is a mortgage insurance, which is this is another fucking bill. Another cost. Yeah, yeah, another cost. So they're trying to eradicate those costs. Now, according to CNBC, uh, applicants for this particular a community affordable loan solution don't have to be black or Hispanic or Latino to qualify for the loans. Y'all don't ask me what that means because um, we got to go into the fine print because if the loan is being touted around those communities, how you wouldn't have to be one of those identities to qualify is baffling to say the least. Right. So we'll have to get into the T on that a little further down the road. But here's the thing. These loans, even though they don't require the things we talked about, no down payment, no closing costs, no uh, mortgage insurance, and apparently no credit score, they still will require you to go through what is called a rigorous underwriting process. Mm. Now, I can barely say the word underwriting, Dustin. Yes, you got PTSD, I'm sure. Because you already know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those of you who will see her face at this mm. point. <laughs> Baby, let me. Yes. I need comfort. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, because that underwriting about took your girl out. And yeah. you know, because we were in communication yeah. during yeah. it. And it was, I was in, essentially, y'all, I was in underwriting for a year and a half on my condo. And, um, you know, God is good all the time. I'm happy to finally, at my big age, have one asset that I'm working towards. You know, no shape. I'm just being honest, yeah. Dustin, you know. Um, but it almost didn't happen. And it was all because the underwriting process was so hellacious. Mm-hmm. It was really a form of financial hazing. Mm-hmm. Let's be very mm-hmm. fucking clear. Mm-hmm. Every time I send y'all a piece of paper, y'all gonna send me 15 more things you need back we almost done we almost done for six fucking months Mm -hmm. anyway we'll get to that and what underwriting is underwriting is basically a process in which the financial institution you're getting your mortgage from normally a bank but sometime a mortgage lender is basically scrutinizing the shit out of you and your financial stability to see whether or not they want to give you the loan that's what underwriting is now again historically an underwriting process Wants to see yes your income so that's your tax return or your if if you if you grown enough your pay stub mm-hmm, mm-hmm, your pay stubs that's you remember, right you remember a pay stub yeah you need two pay stubs you need pay stubs yep. you, let me see them pay stubs mm-hmm. some fuck oh, let me let me just be quiet because you already know what I'm about to say <laughs> tell you a street corner right now you can get what you need get 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 what you need what kind of paperwork you need okay anyway they're saying we don't need none of that we're instead looking at your propensity to pay your rent on time because they're mm-hmm. recognizing that you guys are not homeowners yet. You're renting and your rental history should count. Mm-hmm. And I applaud that. because I, right I'm not now, mad at that. Right. Right now, your rental history, you might be paying on time like a motherfucker. It's not helping your FICO score. Yeah. So that's not reflective of your propensity to be timely in your financial obligations, which is what an underwriting process should be assessing. Yeah. So good for them. Good. So they're looking at rent payments on time. They're looking at utilities mm-hmm. on time. So get them out your, your baby and, and your cousin them yep. name and go and put them in your name so it counts. Yeah. I mean that's 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 shade, but that's that's real. Um phone, same thing. And obviously now cell phone providers. Let me tell you how bad my credit used to be. Mm-hmm. 
my credit and not all of that long ago. You heard you saw that first episode of Roni. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you know, God yeah. just God just delivered it. Yeah. Recently. Amen. In the past five or so years. My credit used to be so bad, Dustin, that I couldn't even get a regular phone plan. Mm-hmm. I had to get a um prepaid. That's it. Yep. No, well, I graduated from prepaid, but it was something else. Where, oh, I had to give them a deposit. A deposit. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember yeah, this? Yep, I had to yep. get, or maybe you do somebody. But yes, I used to have to give Sprint yep. like four or $500 for them to even turn my phone on. Yep. But God and paid it all. That he paid Amen. it all. And look at you now. Ain't he good? Yeah. Okay. So they're going to look at phone payment history. Um, and then they're going to look at auto insurance payments history, which is great for everybody unless you live in a metro where you don't drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are going to be some of the things that they're looking at in the underwriting process for this uh, Bank of America loan process. They are also going to require you, which I think is also good, to go through uh, financial counseling. So you know what the fuck you're getting yourself into. Very the more important. information, the better. Absolutely. Um, and that's going to be in conjunction with Bank of America and HUD, uh, which is Housing and Urban Development. Shout out to the good Delta woman, Marsha Fudge. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Yes, Yeah, that's a strong black woman. I, I, I fool with, with Marsha. Okay. So here's the deal about all of this home um, m- owner data. I just want, to, uh, I'm going to see how, d- stop reading, Dustin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a pop quiz. Okay. <laughs> I want, <laughs> pop quiz. <laughs> Dr. Williams, pop mm-hmm. quiz. Okay. Right now, black home ownership rates are 43.4% for black Americans. This is according to research in 2020. So that's where we're at right now, about 43.4%. I want you to tell me, did black people own more homes in t- today or in 1980? Damn, you took too long. Okay. So the answer is... 1980? Yeah. I was going to say that because, of, well, speaking as somebody who is from Michigan, mm-hmm. I was thinking about the, the prevalence uh, of the auto, auto industry, industry. Mm-hmm. how everybody was working those jobs, making and all Motown. that money. Yeah, no, all just... that. Right. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's a whole nother financial cover. Like, right. But okay. there were people who were working actively in the auto industry. My parents, my Absolutely. father was a, um, a skilled tradesman. And, making and a make, good working, check. so and yep. he owned a home. Him and my mom owned our home when we grew up. So like, yep. you know, I saw that. So I would think back in the eighties, actually. And and you would be correct. Okay. Um. And I, I was having this conversation with a white colleague um a little bit ago, maybe right pre pandemic, and they were telling me to my face about how much better off black people are today than they were. In I said, well, by what metric? Now, That's I'm what not, I want to know. Right. And I'm again, I'm not undermining progress that has been made in certain spaces of black community and experience. But when we're talking about the financials, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Black home ownership in America, Dustin, has never, I repeat, never, not one day been over 50 percent, not even in the peak of the hustling era. Remember about 2003, 4, 5, yep. 6, and 7 when everybody yep. named Mama Oprah said, you get a home, yep. you get a home, you get a yep. home. Everybody was getting these predatory ass yep. homes they couldn't even afford. Even then, black people never got to over 50% of home ownership. So this is a big deal. And the reason for those of them that are listening, like why this big deal about home ownership? I'm going to tell you, y'all, it's like this. When you talk about wealth building, you talk about asset. 
accumulation. You're talking about something tangible that is going to appreciate in value over time yes. versus depreciate in value over time. If you open a Kelly Blue Book, you know any car or vehicle you buy is only going going to do go down in value mm-hmm. the second you drive it off the lot. I'm not saying don't get a nice ride. I'm saying it's not an appreciable asset mm-hmm. versus real estate is an generally speaking an appreciable asset depending on let's go ahead and get into it where you buy it. The home ain't worth shit. Somebody taught me this when I was kind of really starting to educate myself on real estate, Dustin. Mm-hmm. The house, don't get too caught up in the house. It's the land mm-hmm. that is the value. Mm-hmm. The land that the home is on. That's why you hear people say location, location, location. So to that point, I'm a little bit skeptical around the, and again, still am in favor of this program. What I love about this program is if nothing else, Dustin, Bank of America doing this pilot program for black, uh, incentivizing black and brown home ownership is going to force the hand of other financial institutions, mm-hmm. other banks to compete with it. Absolutely. Which right? is good. Which yeah. is great. So go, remember I told yes. you, Dustin, that this program is only going to be for people that purchase in these black and brown neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, we live in a black, na- I was to say blackish neighborhood. We live black-ish in Harlow. <laughs> it's blackish now. Uh, I love a black neighborhood. I love a brown neighborhood. Of the course. challenge is that we talking about business, though. Mm-hmm. And with the business of it all, it is indisputable that property values in black communities, brown communities, are lower less valuable. They're literally less valuable. Like the homes and, and, and properties in those communities are evaluated they are appraised at less money than the same houses that's why i say the house is irrelevant it's the land it's on uh, and this is not rocket science where this is coming from dustin it's really as simple as the fact that black blackness in america is unvalued period it's to undervalued it to put it simply yeah. This nation does not value black things, black people or black communities. And because that's the case, you could have the same exact house, but it's in a white neighborhood. It will literally be appraised at more. If you don't believe me, don't take my word for it. Listen to this. 2018 researchers from Gallup and the Brookings Institute published a report saying this, that the widespread devaluation Mm -hmm. of, I'll say it again, devaluation of black owned property in the U.S. from which they had discussed this from a White House subcommittee hearing, okay, found this. The report found that a majority of black neighborhoods is likely to be valued at 23 percent. Jesus Christ. That's almost a quarter. Yeah. 23% less than the identical home in a white neighborhood. Unreal, but real. But real. (laughs) It's determined that what does this gap in valuation cost us? What's what's, what's the real tangible around that? Oh, black homeowners having $156 billion with a B. Less than wealth. So there it is. That's it plain. If, If that felt like a lot, just run this shit back a little bit for about 45 seconds and re-listen to what I just told you. What I told you was buying property essential. Having an asset important to closing the wealth gap. But where you own is also important. Critically important. I just had this conversation with a dear friend of mine um, 
uh, my, one of my best friends, matter of fact, and, and, and she and her husband were looking to buy their forever home. And, and right now they own in Southwest DC. Okay. Beautiful townhouse. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, uh, we, now it's time for, you know, you know, black folks, we love a big house. Yeah. So she want to get the, yeah. <laughs> she want to get the big house. She uh-huh. want to get the cookout, the mm-hmm. pool, the da, 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 five bedrooms. Mm-hmm. I love it. And she bitch ain't even got no kids. What you need five bedrooms mm-hmm. for? She's but you know, we, we, you know, she want a home. She want the big house. Yeah. I get it. It's a marquee also. It's a marquee indicator of success. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are we kidding? It means Absolutely. something to have That's a big, that... beautiful house. And she deserves that. It communicates something Let's for definitely sure. be yes. clear. So then, of course, and anybody in the DMV area, y'all know this conversation, what to do with PG County. Mm-hmm. And listen, mm-hmm. I love P- PG County. Somebody c- told me the other day I look like I could be from Pretty Girl County. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> you actually do. <laughs> do I look like a PG County girl? You actually do. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what PG County was um, until I was a, 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 gener- a first generational college graduate at UNC Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing all these affluent black people from, you know, their doc- their parents were doctors and lawyers and engineers and this and that. I'm like, where are y'all all from? They were all from PG County, honey. I read a fiction Prince George's County. Yeah. Ago. I can't remember who wrote Was it Rosalind McNeil? I can't remember who wrote it, but oh, I read yeah. a. A novel about PG County years ago that kind of opened my eyes to, to this. What, com- this, yeah, to this, how it this, worked. Yeah, yeah. And for anybody unfamiliar, let me tell you what PG County is. It's Prince George's County. It's mm-hmm. in the state of Maryland. It is, uh, you know, generally known as the wealthiest black predominantly populated community in America. Okay, it's a it's just a place where black folks do well. Simply mm-hmm. put. But when my friend went to go look at homes of a certain price range, high. Mm-hmm. She realized that the assessments and the property values in PG County, for all its affluence and reputation, were significantly lower than the neighboring white county known as Montgomery County. Yep. Look it up. Well, shit, of course I want to be in PG County. Of course I want to be with my people. Of course I want to contribute to the, the legacy and the history of black affluence in this community. But I don't want to lose money. I was just going to say that when it comes to a business. From the business. So y'all listen, I sat on it enough. Y'all get the tea. Y'all get the memo. Man, um, so we need to see the maps then, Ebony. We need to see mm, where, what the communities what the districts and what, are looking what these like. districts, we need to see the mapping that they've done. And that's what I want to say for the next phase. So again, I'm all about this pilot program at Bank of America. Let me be very clear. Mm-hmm. Any and everybody that is interested thinking about being interested. I want you to go take these classes. I want you to get in line. I want you to be a part of this and participate in these, this program in particular and others like it. What I want us to also do as a culture, Dustin, and as a community is challenge these institutions. Uh, if you're so invested in us as black people and black communities, having home ownership, building wealth, closing the wealth gap, why are you limiting us to this, to this space? space? If the if the goal in mind is really advancement here, yeah. If it's really we, wealth building, yeah. Why are you c- c- basically adhering to traditional forms of redlining mm-hmm. that have mm-hmm. depreciated the ability of we- black wealth building? Which is such an important conversation to have. That redlining shit. Oh, that's lit- Dustin, baby. Let me Come tell you something. On. This season two of Holding Court, we talking about this shit often. I'm with it. You know, because it's just a whole situation and I really want our people to really get this and um and I learned a lot my damn self uh and I'm still learning through my own process and everything that I've been been dealing with. And then another time we got to talk about 
episode one of this season, we talked about the distinction California is making Mm -hmm. of black folks who are particularly uh, descendants of formerly enslaved black Americans. Yet this Bank of America program is for blacks and Hispanic communities. And you don't have to be either. And you don't you could be a black person who is not the descendant of an enslaved black American. Now, because I'm never a hater, I love that for non uh, enslaved descendant black folks. Mm -hmm. That just to me needs to be a different program. Like this is this is this. Mm -hmm. I'm still, though, Dustin Ross, waiting on the program that is specific Mm-hmm. to black folks who are the descendants of enslaved black Americans. Yeah, this is good. This it's is Step great. in the right direction. Step in the right direction. In addition, so mm-hmm. this is not an or. I'm not saying don't do this. Do this. Absolutely. Clap, clap. Get on it. Yeah. In addition, there should be a special program, and that is what I, I know I want my reparations package to look like. There you and go. Then, and then I don't like programs that are predicated on black struggle. Yeah. Why is this only for first time home? I I want the reparations black homeowner program. What about people looking for a vacation home, Dustin? What about people looking for a second property, a third property, a multi-unit dwelling? Right. Every every black person that's purchasing a home right now is not purchasing a starter home or their first home. Correct. And there's no there no one's addressing that. No one's addressing folks who are in their process Mm -hmm. of actually trying to build wealth in a um what do you call it? Um, intermediate mm-hmm, or advanced mm-hmm, station. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready for that program. And still facing those same challenges still, in home ownership. It's not. It, it's it's. It's not like once and done. It it's, has it, nothing it to do with. It gets even yeah, more difficult yeah. when you go to try to buy that second and third property. But don't worry about it because your girl is on their ass. Be on their ass. That yeah. PG County book, by the way, I misspoke. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Rosalind McMillan, who's a great author by in her own right. It was, was Connie B- Briscoe. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, published in 2002. So read that. PG County. PG County. Interesting read. Oh, that's the name of the book? Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out. We got much, much, much love for PG County. Yes. Just y'all need to know the economics. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Uh, we talked about it in the open, Dustin. Looks mm-hmm. like a uh, baby boy might potentially be in contempt. Um, these, are, these are more shenanigans from... Uh, Tyrese, Tyrese Gibson. I got to call him his whole name. Crying ass Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> Always Worried in the car crying. ass Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese was in court uh, for child support, mm-hmm. back child support to be specific. This is with his uh, current ex-wife, Samantha Lee Gibson. They have a child together, a daughter. So this gentleman <laughs> was in court, and we actually can see the video of this. He's actually on the witness stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, you know, being... Uh, Direct examination from his exes, his ex-wife, Samantha's lawyer. And and the lawyer is basically calling Tyrese out, saying he's full of shit for claiming that he's in dire straits around only making two, $2 million in 2018. Y'all hear for yourself. Tender Fishner's Exhibit 57, Mr. Gibson's 2018 tax. If I recall your testimony correctly, Mr. Gibson, you said 2018 you were financially in for shambles. Yeah. So in 2018, when you were financially in shambles, do you know how much you made that year? I don't. According to your tax return, you made $2.221 million. Thanks to 32. Do you want to check on that? I'm sorry. I'm asking you because I don't do the CFO thing. Here's a question to you, smart. No. H
Okay. Now, when you saw this, before I say my piece, what did you think of the judge's reaction? I would have had a, a, a reaction as well. Mm. I'll just put it to you like that. I would have had a reaction as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, ne- I thought Tyrese needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, Ebony. Yeah. I think Tyrese, Tyrese, I hate to say it because he's a grown ass man and I don't know the answer to this question. Is but he where a grown are the ass parents? Man? Where are the parents? Is he a grown ass I, man? That's a further to my point. It feels like we're watching somebody who needs parental advisement. It feels like we're watching Baby Boy. My God. Literally. My God. Art imitating life. A life imitating art. So, yeah, I listen, Tyrese be doing way too much. There's no question about that. I actually, though, I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. I thought the judge overreacted a little bit. Here's what I mean by that. Now, listen, I'm all about decor. We call it decorum in the courtroom. And, you know, the judge is right. You don't ask the lawyer shit. Who the Mm -hmm. hell you think you are? But all of that bravado and standing up and shit. I, I felt like that was a lot. But I expect yeah, that from judges. From judges. So maybe yeah. that's why I wasn't as put well, off Well, and I'm going to tell you this, quiet as tea. Mm-hmm. And this is all Judge Edo fault. Mm-hmm. Mm, judge Edo. Mm. That's the judge from the OJ case. Mm-hmm. A lot of these judges look to these celebrity cases that come through their courtroom as opportunities to become celebrities themselves. I'm going to give gross. you. Yeah. So... I, and you know that that's maybe my that might be my bias, Dustin, because I know too much when I'll be watching this shit. I think it's your expertise. Uh, maybe, maybe it's my expertise. Maybe it's my experience. Mm-hmm. That's where it landed for me. Okay, it see that puts me, it in a different. Yeah, it looked to me, sir, you just another random ass old ass white man judge in another random low level court in wherever the hell y'all are, Georgia, probably. You looking for a moment? It gave me looking for it gave me reality TV looking mm. for a moment. Mm. Mm. You could have stayed seated, sir, first of all, with your fat ass. Mm-hmm. And you could have just said, Mr. Gibson, um, it's inappropriate for you to direct questions back to counsel. I'll, I'll be the one asking the questions and been done with it. Mm-hmm. But all of this and I'm going to hold you in contempt. So let's talk about what contempt is, because I thought, again, he didn't do nothing to be held in contempt. Like not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Contempt. Contempt is short for contempt of court. Mm-hmm. I know y'all be watching Law and Order and other uh, shows, and y'all really think y'all uh, are doing it big with that, <laughs> and that's fine. Y'all think y'all ready to go to court. <laughs> y'all think y'all Jack McCoy. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, contempt of court is the phrasing that will only come from a judge. Again, lawyers can't hold one another in contempt. Mm-hmm. Only a judge can hold someone in contempt of his or her courtroom. Mm-hmm. And it says that you're being disobedient to the manner in which we conduct business in this courtroom. Mm-hmm. It can be that you are not testifying. You know, I've seen somebody, you've been subpoenaed to show up to court. You show up to court. I need your testimony. Uh, Your Honor, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. You can be held in contempt of court. You are not complying mm-hmm. with the demand of the court. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are tending to obstruct or interfere with the way we're trying to run business up in this courtroom. That's what contempt is. It can also be that you haven't done something the court has already asked you to do, which we don't get to with K- Brother Cam Newton yep. a little bit later in the show. Um, so Tyrese was threatened with, um, you know, you do that again, I'm going to hold you in contempt. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was, it was a little bit of a show. It was just a little performative. Yeah. Yeah. Then I could see, and, and again, we only saw this limited clip because I'm not personally sitting around. I don't know about you, Dustin, but you know, we work. So I'm not sitting around <laughs> watching gavel to gavel right. the Tyrese Gibson right. child support case. But uh, unless he had done that <laughs> several, several times, contempt was a little much. It was a little bit much. I feel what aggressive. you're saying. I guess I've just been seeing Tyrese. Tyrese doing them all 
ghost beating us over the head with yeah. all these bleeding heart sentiments and all this right. open mouth crying and shit on <laughs> and i was glad somebody told him hey yeah. god damn it yeah you know i was happy about that yeah yeah you liked you liked the the, the message like finally it, finally yeah and also let's talk about the money um oh that was another thing while tyrese had no damn business asking that lawyer shit because that is out of order in the court of law I knew where he was going with it because if I, but what he needed to do is let his lawyer do that job. Hello. Because like if I was representing Mr. Gibson, making two million don't mean shit if you spent four. Mm -hmm. Making two million don't mean shit if you spent two point one. So to present an argument that just because someone brought in two million dollars protects them from financial straits or ruin is factually inaccurate. It's literally stupid. And anybody yeah. that, that understands how money works. <laughs> right. Like, so what? You know? So so he wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Tyrese wasn't really wrong in his it was the, way he did the delivery. It. It's always the delivery with Tyrese. Except you know? when he sings, he's got such a beautiful voice. Yeah, he like, should do that more just often. Do that. Yeah, do that more often. Was it was he in that group? T G T. Tank Genuine and Tyrese, yeah. And I think that Tank and um Genuine are still I think Tyrese is a person who is not in communication with them. Imagine that. Imagine that. I think he was the problem. Shocking. And that's saying a lot. So. Okay. So what has he got to pay, Dustin? He's got to pay $10,000 a month child support to his ex-wife for uh, his daughter. And he's got to do that retroactively. So a lot of people think like. I don't know. People really think you out here can evade. I, I think the memo should be out. You cannot evade child support. So I'll even you. if you were broke then, they're going to put your ass on a payment plan, Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Okay? I guarantee you this is happening in courtrooms all across America. So all that time where you were evading or not paying, the the, the court has now said the gig is up. You owe 209000 back, and you owe 10000 a month going forward. So now you got to figure that out. And if you don't, now then you will be held in contempt. We'll see in Cam's case coming up in a second. And that would, to me, be an accurate use of him being in contempt of court. When the mm. court say you got to pay, you got to pay. And if you don't pay, you will be in contempt. And I don't have to tell y'all. Y'all know what it is. If you don't pay your child support, that's one of the most egregious ways you can be in contempt. They will take your driver's license. They will um, garnish your wages. Throw you in jail. Literally. Literally. So it just makes more sense to me to have that shit worked out. Like, I, you know my perspective on this whole. I do. Co-parenting is shit. Like, just take care of it. Just do it. Just, just make it happen. Do it. Nobody wants to hear this sob story. Tyrese. Do it before it gets to this. To Nobody. Because now you got to pay a lawyer. Yeah. So now it's gotten more expensive. Does he think public opinion is going to be? You are an, a famous entertainer to most people who lives a life that right. people will never experience. If you've no. mismanaged two million dollars, very few people have sympathy for no that. No one's going to have sympathy that's what the, for that. That's what it comes down to. Like, So yeah, your argument might factually be correct, but to your point, for we, it to play out publicly, there is no empathy for that. That's not going to Because we all saw Fast and Furious. Yes. You know, so Come on, where bro. the money at, Tyree? And that's what his ex-wife is saying. Where the money at? All right. So let's get to Cam again. Let me tell you all the story. So I am a y'all know I'm a big sports fan. I'm a huge football fan. I'm a huge basketball fan. Yes, so Cam, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I was raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Come shout on. out to the I can't even shout them out. Yeah. You know, I feel right. It was shout out to the Panthers. Yeah. That one year that when they went 15 and one. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but now and then they went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and then Cam got exposed. Mm-hmm. Damn. All what right. A time. 
all the time. All right. So fast forward. Now Cam is a well, Cam's in court. Let's go to that. Cam's in court for accusing, uh, excuse me, his ex girlfriend. That's a whole nother. Cause is it Uchi Wally or is it one Mike? You know what I'm saying? Like what what is what is really is it? I you know. Yeah, the culture's had a field day with this one. I'm not even gonna sit up here and be a judge and jury around the we're talking having about the four right having four children with one woman having a side baby on her allegedly but y'all were never married so there there's that that aside for a second uh I think it's Kia Proctor is mm-hmm. the is the mother of four of Cam's uh children mm-hmm. and she's accusing him he's on a child support order with Kia as he should be and he is supposed to be paying $20,000 um, for a utility bill where Kia raises their four children. Now, in the order, Cam has to pay utilities, which include, of course, the power, water, and cable. Mm-hmm. Kia had to submit a report. She says that he did not pay over 20000 And she, she didn't list the shit out, child. 5500 in cable. 6600 in internet. Y'all need a better package, but that's okay. <laughs> 4725 in power charges and another 4532 in gas all coming out to a little over $21,000. She also wants him to pay her $2,000 legal bills. That's a very cheap legal bill. Mm, Kia, you might want to reconsider counsel. <laughs> anyway, um Proctor has asked the judge to find Newton in contempt of court according to court documents based off his I don't want to say inability, but um, unwillingness, unwillingness, non-compliance to the existing child support order. Because right now he has a a current child support order, Dustin, of fourteen thousand two hundred and sixty eight dollars a month. And that's supposed to cover all the, you know, the, the bills. Now, this is where it gets dicey. Okay, so she's saying. In addition to the four, because she's not saying she's not saying that he didn't pay the fourteen two six eight a month. She's not saying that. What she's saying is that there is an additional that he's supposed to pay the bills, and that she's sitting on a twenty one thousand dollar bill that he needs to pay. Do you remember a messy ass social viral clip that went out a couple weeks ago where um I was a man and a woman, and he was like, "My baby mama say my baby needs shoes." And then the girlfriend was like, tell her to take it out of the child support. Yes, yes, yes. I and saw that conversation. Contested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people were actually sending it to me, wanting, wishing holding court was on. Yeah. They, and so here we go. So now Let's we get to address it. it. Absolutely. What happens when all of the child's expenses don't fall within the scope of the ordered child support payment? Do you have to pay those additional expenses? The legal answer is no. Mm. I know folks gonna be mad. Now, listen, like you say, there's 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 the law, and then there's like code. Right, right. right. <laughs> code says your baby needs shoes. Buy the buy the baby some mm-hmm. shoes. You know, the code says the electric bill is twenty one thousand. Cam, get your ass up off these fucking TikToks and pay the bill. My God. My like- God. But is he but legally he's bound? Mm. So what he and his legal team are likely arguing is take it out of the child support. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying, and they're not legally wrong. Because otherwise, what's the money for? Right, and and make is make it enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, right. That's it's, what it's, it is. That, that's that's. <laughs> you know, like that's my favorite line. Make ever. it enough. Make it enough. I mean, Cam is saying to Kia, make it enough. Because I give you 14, not I give you, I pay as I should, Mm -hmm. 14 something thousand a month, make it enough. 
But when I think about it, though, that's not $14,000 a month for one child. No, that's for four kids. I'm not. I, by the way, I'm shocked his order is only $14,000. Like what? I think that's shocking. I know people that whose names y'all don't even know that pay $30,000 a yep, month. Yeah. And I know you do, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I just don't get this. Matter of fact, if I can't get a good 30 licks a month off you, I don't even want to know you. I don't you. want you licking me. Now, here's my thing. So, I don't, <laughs> if I can't get 30 licks, you Listen, can't get them it either. Ain't, okay? It ain't the math ain't math and it's it. got to add up. Now, I, I just don't understand why this is just small potatoes to me. This is nothing. A $21,000 bill, a $2,000 yeah. legal bill. Yeah. If you're paying $15,000 essentially, you know, every month in child sure. support, toss that's shit. not even 5k a kid why don't you like that's I, literally not even 5,000 a kid per so yeah i think this is bullshit petty and personal i think it's i think it is petty and personal but if i'm cam's lawyer <laughs> you know cam ain't had a, a full-time football contract in, in about three or four years mm-hmm. you know i think last time he had that he was suiting up for the patriots um the evil empire mm-hmm. and that's how that's how you know he needed a job yeah. <laughs> took your yeah, ass to up to new england <laughs> playing for belichick shit times was hard times was hard he had to throw that ball but he did okay um and then they cut his ass then he got a little reprieve mm-hmm. carolina needed a backup um so you know he had a little homecoming which was cute and oh, okay i'm happy to my little baba here my cam baba mm-hmm. here i tried to find it but it's in storage um so for for kia's sake and the kids sake really I hope that the call happens and I hope that Cam can settle up and I hope that he can continue to make these payments on time because it sounds like chump change. It may be chump change, but when I started doing the math, then it might not be. Yeah. Cause people be spitting. The problem is, and then we're going to be done with it. This goes for Tyrese. This goes for Cam. This goes for a lot of people that make those big checks. The money don't always last. And we know this NFL, not for long. Even yeah. when you have a hundred million dollar contract, if you're spending lavishly, it goes quick. Yep. So is there a scenario, Dustin, where Cam is looking at an extra $21,000 bill and like, mm, maybe. maybe. That don't mean he shouldn't have to pay it, but that may be the case. He he might be at a make it enough phase in life. Well, well hopefully, <laughs> if he does get a third call from the Carolina Panthers, he has, you know, the proper resources at his disposal to mm-hmm. you manage his money better this time around. I hope you so. You know what I mean? I hope so. Well, I right know now, Kia hopes Kia, so too. Robert said, Kia don't want to hear that shit. Right. Kia's like, pay me. Where is my money? And judge, if he don't pay, I want you to hold his ass in contempt for failure to comply with your order. Hell yeah. Them kids didn't order $5,000 worth of Roblox and, right. and all that shit off of the app store and everything yep. else. They done ran, yeah, that, ran bill that bill up. Okay. Kia like, Kia like, I ain't buying another damn in app purchase at all. Till you cut the check, Cam. Cut it, Cam. Okay. You so. got to cut it. Okay. <laughs> There's something wrong with me, y'all. Okay, y'all, join us next week. The court will be back in session. In the meantime, we want you to stay safe, stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. That's important. Keep the faith. Uh, stop the crying. Stop the talking. And do what, Dustin? Pay your damn utility bill. All of and it. And read the terms and conditions. Thank yes. you. Holden Court is an Interval Present original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy, Ellen Swag, and marketing lead, Samira Still. 